Is it working? Yeah. I'd say an excellent connection. Connecting to software to start preview. Oh, I'm like a mod in here. <laughs> Go live. One person's waiting. I guess right, it's me. I think we're on this thing. No. All right. Yeah, it's, it's live. I think it's like it's a little bit end. of a delay. It's a little bit of a delay. We're going to wait. If you're seeing this now, we're, we're waiting. If you're watching the playback. I swear it's I swear it's it's live. It's live. I don't trust you, bro. Why not? Because the first time we've done it. I don't want to start yapping. Uh, oh. All right, there we go. Now we're live. What? Oh, yeah. Are we live? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's in there. Let's go. All right. It's actually working. Is there like? Can you put some kind of like background of on the behind us to make it look cooler? There's like a gl I have like no gray idea bars below that. us. I have no idea. I don't know, even know what it looks like. I can. Should see I pull it. it up to see what it looks like? It just looks like two guys yapping on two small screens. Wow, the audio, the quality looks so bad. <laughs> Is it bad? It's so bad. It looks so bad. Mine sounds good. It sounds, I can't hear any. Right, let me. Uh, all right, y'all. No one's here, but uh, we're just going <laughs> to. Yo, Eric's in, the, Eric's in the chat, bro. So Let's go. Let's go, Eric. First ever. Uh, Person in the chat of all time. That's awesome. Hell yeah. All right. Well, Eric, we're going to get started with our first movies we saw in January. Ty, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm just going to tell Eric, go ahead, sit back, get your popcorn going, throw it on the big screen. There you go, Che. Chase second. There you go. Uh, Chase is in the chat now. Um, all right, so I got this idea from uh, Carson Runquist. He's a, he's a reviewer on YouTube. All right, Zach's on here too. Let's go. Um, and, uh, he, every month he reviews all the movies he watched or just gives like a slight little review. I thought it'd be fun to do a little live stream. So we're going to just go back and forth, uh, in order, chronological, chronological order from like how we originally saw him. So, uh, I'll get us started. Me and Chase, uh, we were in California. We were having a good time out there. Uh, went to the Rose Bowl and all that. And then uh, we stayed for a few extra days, and uh, me and Chase made it to Migration. That was my first movie. <laughs> that was your first and, movie. Uh, I'm just going to let you guys know, two out of five for me on that one. I, I'm i surprised I even gave it a two at that point. But, uh, yeah, it's it's an illumination uh, cartoon animation. Uh, pretty bland story, um, but... I feel like it could have been a lot better. I miss, like, I, I really wish there could be movies that, like, kind of, like, Ice Age, like, the good animation from when we were younger. Like, I feel like there were so many, so many great movies that came out Incredibles. when we were Incredibles. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, you, I, I heard whispers of you watching this one. Um, is it, like, but you, like, never really delved into what it was actually about? Because yeah, I'm never going to watch it, so. Um, yeah, yeah. This like, family just, of ducks. Is it exactly yeah. what you think it is? <laughs> yeah, this family of ducks, uh, 
the dad's like super scared of like going anywhere else like he wants to stay there kind of cliche and then like the mom kind of wants to be adventurous so she's like ah like of course the kids want to be adventurous and he's like all right we'll go and then they end up having a good time and it was uh the friends they made along the way type type beat so uh, that's all right sounds like i'm glad i missed that one um yeah yeah so i uh so while ty stayed in california I shipped it back to Cincinnati with mom and dad, and for some reason, dad was like, uh, we we're, were coming off the plane, and he's like, we got to watch this movie Alive. And I was like, I've never heard alive? of that. What, what's that about? He's like, yeah, we got to watch Alive right now. So as soon as we got home, it's like a three and a half hour, it was like a three hour movie. Um, so like, if you heard about Society of the Snow that came out on Netflix, this one is the same story, but it's like with a bunch of white boys as the, uh, um, well, let me, let me, cause like, you don't even know what a society snows about either probably. So I think it was like a plane wreck, plane crash. Yeah. It's a plane crash. Spread. Yeah. So a, uh, what you, a rugby team was going over the, uh, the Andes down in South America and their plane crashed. Um, and they're out there for a few weeks and they called off the search like two weeks in. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that's basically about how they survived out there for so long. Some cannibalism's involved. Gets a little grotesque. A mm, little downward um, party action? Uh, yeah, but it's, like, weird because they're, like, I consent to have my body eaten. And, I mean, so, what? like, you can tell. Yeah, it was, it was whack okay, shit. Okay, that's kind it of, was like, that's, that's crazy. It was, like, I'm going to die. Like, it's cool if you eat my body. And they're, like, thanks, bro, because, like, I need that. <laughs> and then, um, but so Alive is... I I will just I'll do like a little duo action. Uh, my f- my third movie into this year was Society of the Snow, and I was like, might as well compare and contrast with this one and that one because it's the sa- about the same events. And uh, Alive was like the most Hollywood version of the the events because it's got like American actors speaking English, and uh, I mean they got the the gist of the story. But then when you get to the Society of the Snow, it's like actual uh south american actors um that have like super close likeness to the actual people who like were in the accident um and it it was it was like a lot more brutal a lot more serious um but i i mean like because i watched the same thing so close to each other it was hard to stay focused for the second one but i could tell it was way well way better done um and it was obviously a different language but it felt like way more immersive that one got a couple uh Oscar nominations as well, so uh, I never saw it, but I've heard some good things. I've heard some actual mixed reviews on that one, um, but I'm glad to hear you like that one better than the other one. Uh, yeah. All right, let me go to my next one. Another one, Chase. Me and Che went to some movies together out here. Uh, we saw Night Swim. Uh, it was a horror that came out. Uh, Chase loves the scary movies. We've been over this. I feel like he always finds a way to get me to go. Like, I saw Thanksgiving in November. Um, yeah, I went to Night Swim. One cool thing, uh, Kurt Russell's, uh, who's, like, super well-known, uh, like, Tombstone, uh, Sky High. I mean, <laughs> what are we... <laughs> but, uh, I mean, uh, his son is actually in this movie as the main character. And, um, yeah, he did... He's great. Uh, I saw him in Playtest. Remember that Black that Black Mirror episode back in the day? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's Play Kurt Russell's awesome. son. He's got like yeah, the big beard, 
And uh, I've been seeing him pop up a lot on my uh, TikToks lately. It was good to see him in a leading role. I feel like he did a good job. I mean, like, the writing was really bad. It's a classic, like, cliche, like, kind of horror movie. Um, I gave it a 3 out of 5. Um, so not too bad, not too great. Um, probably a better theater experience than if you're watching it, like, streaming. Uh, so I, I will say that about that. Okay. But that's, Anything, that's like, that stood that out that, like, was like, okay, this was a little different. This one's a little... Like a little bit better than what I expected potentially. Or is it yeah, just kind of uh, like... Yeah, one thing, it did do like a little twist. It was kind of like a Goosebumps kind of feel where, uh, I don't know if like you're going to see this thing, but I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, this this pool in the backyard is like, there's like a spring that like leaks into it. And that's what is like the evil presence. But it's not just like evil. It's not just killing people the whole time. Like it also gives powers to people. So this guy's like, he uh, got hurt playing baseball. He's like a major league player. And he's like, oh, we always wanted a house with a pool or whatever. And he's like soaking in it. And then he gets out. And then uh, he's going like hitting BP for his son's baseball team. And then uh, dude absolutely ropes one into the, like the lights. So there was like a baseball aspect that I could kind of cling on to. Um, okay. Like kind of like, Gave him superpowers, kind of, and then he got possessed by it, like he was full uh, water mode. So it was Love interesting. That. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but that that's basically. It. Sorry, you're not gonna be able to watch it now, but there you go. No, I like me some horror movies. I'll forget about that. It sounds pretty forgettable. Uh, so like I'll I'll like forget that. Watch it in like a year. It'll yeah. be a good surprise. Um, all right, so. Context for my next movie, um, I just got a projector for my room. Uh, I, I mean, if you guys are curious, I'll show it to you guys. But um, Ooh, uh, yeah, because I um, because I got that, I was like, this feels like my own like indoor cinema. Like like it feels old school. Uh, I got to throw in some old school movies. Oh yeah. And um, so like I I scrolled on the IMBD or actually it was just Letterbox. I had like I have a few old movies that I just had been putting off because I've never been in the mood until this uh, this thing. Uh, 12 Angry Men is what I checked out, and uh, shout out Chase for the checked out. Um, yeah, 12 Angry Men's about um, Jake, a group Jake. of jurymen. I'm going to be honest. I don't want you to break this one down because uh, it's on my I'm list. Just giving you, I'm just giving you the premise. All right, give me the synopsis. All right, here we go. Here we go. You got 12, 12 Angry Men. They're in a room. Right. They have to... Uh, there's a kid on trial, and they got to find if he's guilty or not. And uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta watch it to find out. This one is a it is a, like a lot of talking. So if you're trying to watch something with action, it's all based uh, basically in one setting, uh, and you gotta watch it kind of unfold. Um, uh, I'm not gonna say anything more than that. It's one of the best movies of all time. It's on the top oh, yeah? IMBD. Uh, like in my opinion, in, I, I mean, I think it was up there personally. I think it oh, was yeah? just like, it was just a vibe. Like That's there's it. not a lot of movies like it. Uh, so you just got to appreciate it for it being so different. Um, do you feel like I'm you've sure seen it was a lot of horror movies? Do you see, do uh, you, that's kind of random because this one isn't no, a horror not movie. not horror movies. I mean, uh, just old movies. 
Sorry, the, the family group chat's absolutely exploding right now for no reason. It's awesome. All right, that's epic. Um, yeah, so I I have seen plenty of uh, old time movies, but um, none like really committed. Like the, I'll I'll keep getting into my list. Uh, like I I I was going pretty far back, and then I was like, okay, I got to take it back to modern times. But uh, yeah, having a projector just makes you want to like throw on something black and white. Uh, with a cool like um, aspect ratio that's like a square or something. Was that? Did you so. mean to pun that? No. Modern Times. Like, that's Charlie Chaplin. That's the one. What's one of the old? Yeah. Ones so I, I didn't see Modern Times, but yeah. I I mean, if you want to get into <laughs> that, you can. Out of you. I did watch Charlie Chaplin. Uh, we'll nice. get into that one. Yeah, we'll get to uh, Angry Men though. I'll, I'll give that one four nine because, um, you know. I'm I'm a little, like I I just appreciated the story for what it was. Um, give me one second, cause uh, I got something in the other room that's screaming at me. Teapot. <clears throat> oh yeah, guys. Jake makes tea with a tea kettle, and uh, he does it cause it makes him feel more like an adult. Um, so we'll, we'll give that to him. It's pretty funny. How are we doing in the chat? Um, that was, I sound like Aiden Ross. All right. Uh, Zach, how are we doing tonight? Is is uh, is Eric still in here? Possibly. Aaron, what's up? Yeah, he, he makes, he's making tea, like, with a tea kettle, like, on the stove, and it whistles when it's done, like, old-fashioned. It's crazy. It's crazy, Eric. Eric might click off after hearing that. <laughs> I can hear you in my ears, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't knock it till you try it, man. Yo. Yeah, tea is pretty good. Jake. Jake. Uh, Jake's tea advocate now. He walked don't in the store. Don't knock it till you try it, man. He said, "What you guys got? Like, what'll get me going?" Well, actually, it was just like a. A friendly Willie lady T is on like, here? what's up, Will? Willie T. Yeah, if you're just joining us, I just got a, my tea kettle is screaming oh at God. me. So, uh, yeah, we're really, uh, you know, high end over here. <laughs> All right, Ted, let's, let's get into the next fucking. I just go uh, for the, oh, the old fashioned propel. That's what I do. Yeah, that's good. That's a good thing, too. Um, All right, uh, my next one. I got such. What's I have up? such a shit one next. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. All right, it's okay. Ajik, I made you watch this one. Uh, I watched this on the plane back from California back to uh, Nashville. I saw Old Boy. Jake, you watched that yeah. one as well. I did watch. We'll knock it out here. Yep. If you're looking for a suspenseful movie, um, just one of the best revenge stories uh, you'll ever see. It is quite graphic, so Chase, you're not going to be able to see this one. But It's also in um, Korean, so if you don't like foreign Korean, films. It is in a little disclaimer as well. But, I mean, I really enjoyed this movie. It was it made my flight like fly by because I was so invested in the story. And um, uh, there's some great action sequences. And this, I'll basically give you the premise here. This guy, um, he is just living his life. He kind of gets into some trouble. Uh, gets arrested a couple times and then all of a sudden he wakes up and he like 
forgets who he is and he has to like kind of figure out like who would have done this to him and he's like slowly uh, you like, like you missed the whole part where he got imprisoned when you said that I, I said he gets he gets imprisoned a couple times at the beginning and then he gets a couple times yeah but like but like when he gets locked up this next time yeah, it's like way different than the he, other times he got locked up yeah, he it's gets like kidnapped. He's in, he gets kidnapped he's in a room without a window, and he's just sitting in there with his thoughts for a long time. Uh, but yeah. that's that's not even the premise of the story. It's just that's just a piece of it. This this thing, like, yeah. it like uh, has a, a lot of ideas in it. Um, and I'm just gonna say, I called the um, the ending. Call the twist. There's a twist involved. Uh, Good luck calling that one. I was pretty proud of myself for sniffing that one out. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a good movie. It's uh, it's you gotta a little... love a movie with a twist. Definitely gory. Uh, it's not for everybody, but I had a great time watching it on the plane. Like I said, flight flew by. Uh, no pun intended. Like I was on the ground before I knew it, just because I had that thing fired up. So if yeah. you're going on a plane ride, you like suspenseful movies. You like like Tarantino, for example. You might like this one. So. Good action sequences. It's a uh, it's a mystery one. You're trying to solve out like who uh, who imprisoned him. We're trying to figure that out. What what the hell's going on? Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah, and he and he's not he's he's kidnapped. He's not imprisoned. Like he is imprisoned, but he's just um, some people just catch him on the street. So yep. All right, we're gonna go on to uh, your next one, Jake. If you My want next. to. Here. Yeah. You awesome. said it was a bad one. All right, so glad. Yeah, so glad we can just get this one out of the way. Um, I watched Saltburn, and mm. uh, thank God I didn't see it with anybody else. It was on streaming pretty quickly <laughs> after it released in theaters. Um, yeah, so uh, that was a thing, and I'm so glad once again I watched it streaming because I could fast forward past the uh, super long. Um, there's some long scenes in here that are sexual in nature and i did not enjoy it because it was um you know all right we don't have to get into it jake yeah we don't have we to, don't get, have into to get into it uh you wouldn't recommend it if you don't like if you don't like uh guy on guy stuff if you don't like um you know hey but the aesthetic was cool the aesthetic was cool i liked the colors i liked the house um but like the characters involved and the story involved not good there we go good acting that's my review uh, I mean, you could call it Jacob acting. B. Lordy. You got the Barry Cogan. The one good Some actor was actors. the mom. The mom was okay. a good actor. Uh, you'll know who that is if you watch it, the blonde. Um, but right. everybody else was kind of weird, for my opinion. So, you got it from. Uh, Let's start rating these. I forgot to. Rate I them. I don't have rates. I'm just kind of giving you my my impressions. But uh, All right, we'll, we'll give we'll give Saltburn have... a. A 1.5 because I liked how the aesthetic was. 1.5? Yeah. It's pretty harsh. Uh, I w- I'm giving Old Boy. I didn't rate that one. I'm giving it a 4.9. So go check that one out um, if you're into that. Um, I, wasn't, right. I wasn't incredibly in the mood for that one when I watched it. Um, but I'd give it like a 3. Um, wow. 3.8. Really? Yeah. I dude, those actors, those actors in the foreign films, they get like a little too like over the top with the acting. It's just their culture. 
I know. You got to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I mean. Uh, but that just, I, that's can't... just how I felt about it. So. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, Jake. Uh, next for me, I watched Trust Inside. Trust me, you'll know if I like one. You'll, tr- you'll know when I like a movie. Like, I'm going to let you what know. What would you rate, like, 12 Angry Men? I said 4.9. That one was awesome. All right. Out of five. All right, Chase wants to make an appearance. Come on, Chase. All right, get him in here. Hurry up. Chase, let's hear a movie. Ben's also on the ground over here. What's up, Alex? Good weekend? There you go. Uh, Alex, can we turn down that? How do I don't know? Thanks. Have I been muted this whole time? All right. How how do we don't know? Chase, you want to get in here? There's no donuts. Don't knock Dad's thing off. Chase, you trying to give us five bucks to say something? You said you're trying to give us five bucks to say something? Yeah, I was was going to, but... (laughs) I just want you guys to go. Uh, Duncan, Duncan Seven. Thank you for the nine. <clears throat> is the quality pretty bad on the phone? No, or is it okay? It's, yeah, it's normal. It's like a normal like when you do the videos. Really? Yeah. All right. It's good to hear. Well, it looks laggy on this know. side, so like. No, it's fine. All right, that's cool. All right, Alex. It looks fine. Right. It's 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 the first time. We'll get it. We'll get it sorted. Yeah. Um. All right. I was gonna say. My next one. I watched. Um, Bo Burnham's Inside. Uh, this one came out in 2020, or it was filmed over 2020. Probably came out in 2021. Um, Bo Burnham's a comedian. If you don't know him, he's uh, kind of took it. He took a step step away from stand up for a while, um, and he was just about to come out uh, and start performing again. And then COVID happened, and he's like, "I need to do something like while I'm alone in my house." So it's called Inside. Uh, pretty fittingly. And uh, this dude, Bo Burnham, he can sing. He's one of those comedians who knows how to sing really well. And he makes, like, super, really smart lyrics to songs. Like, sometimes they're outrageous. Sometimes they're dumb. But he, uh, this was a Netflix special. And it's probably, like, an hour 30 of, like, just different, like, little segments he made throughout his COVID experience. And I feel like it's a little time capsule. Like, you can kind of see, like, inside of everyone's psyche kind of how everyone was feeling during COVID. And he, like, just let his creative juices flow, and you can just see his beard get longer while he's filming. And just, like, he, he kind of spirals into madness, but it just makes it great. And he made some great songs. Like I, I mean, the songs wouldn't make sense. Like, they're on Apple Music. They're on Spotify if you go listen. Um, they wouldn't make sense unless you're watching it. Like, his performance it, with the lighting he does and just the way he shoots it. I just loved it uh, during COVID, like right after COVID especially, because I was like, I, I'm i so jealous because like, I don't think I'll ever be able to make something like that great, like with so little resources. So yeah, you just got to like, see his talent. I'll take credit for having you watch that. I, I threw it on last year, uh, towards the end of the year. And just because I was like, that was really good. I got to watch that again. And um, like, I forgot... Like, you forget how good the production quality is when you expect it to be so, so bad. Um, but, like, I mean, he worked on this thing for, for eight months, and it's an hour and a half, and it's the best parts of that hour and a half. Like, it's the best part of those eight months that he could, uh, you know, piece together. Um, and Ty says, you can see his beard getting longer, his descent into madness. It's pretty funny. But, no, he's just, he's just funny. He's a funny guy. He's really smart. Um, I love that one. Uh, 
it's just super unassuming. So it was cool. Yeah. And uh he's he said some like uh I don't know. Uh there's that one remember that T V show that I made you watch on YouTube that he made back in the day? I, it's like Zach Zach something's gonna be Yeah, famous. you did. Yeah, you said that. Yeah. I remember that. It's just, like he made that on his own, like when he was like like sixteen or eighteen. So this guy's got a big brain, uh a lot of creativeness. And uh, this was, like, kind of the culmination of that, like, kind of everything he had. Because he's been, like, kind of staying away from the stage, and then he pulls it all out for, uh, like, all of his cards out for that. Uh, I thought it was great. I, I'll give it a 4-5. Uh, when I, First time I watched it, 5 out of 5 easily. But since, like, um, it's kind of worn off on, like, uh, just kind of the recency bias, I'd give it a 4-5. But it's gonna um, it's gonna rebound in due time when that's gonna yeah, be yeah. like I wonder Looking what it's like back like then. COVID, yeah, yeah. So like cool. it, it's it's a gem. It's a hidden gem in the rough. It's gonna be a good one. All right, what um, you got, Jake? I'm next. All right, so um, sticking to uh, after Saltburn, I was like, geez, Louise. All right, let's uh, let's go back to um, you know some classic movies that I want to watch. Um, I've been putting this one off for a while. Lawrence of Arabia. Finally threw it on. Jeez. I sat I, I sat through the whole thing in one sitting. Like, there's supposed to be an intermission. And I was like... How long is it? Nah. Three and a half, maybe. Shit, bro. Three, I had, like I had a lot of time. time. Yeah, because it's got, like, an intermission in it. Hold on. I mean, there's some, I know there's some, like, weird documentary-style movies that are, like, ten hours Let long. Let me make sure I, but, like, I get no one watches names this. right. All right, it came out in 1962. It was three hours and 42 minutes. And, uh, oh, baby. I went in there. Uh, I mean, the story is not so much what you're going for. You're going for, like, the scale of the combat and the scale of the, the sets that they're using. I think they're out. It's not even sets. They, like, actually went out to Arabia, I, I believe. I'm, I'm talking on my ass right now, but it looks like they're actually in the desert. And then... Like, they literally have, like, thousands of extras coming in on horseback through this city. And they just have one camera up on a hill. And they show this whole siege of, like, um, this one city all the way to the coastline. And it was like, dang. Like, uh, this this is cool because, like, it's actually real people doing it. And they, like, hired all these people to be a part of this. And it's, like, it seems like, it feels like a really important, like event like everybody's there trying to make something really cool so I was told, that part of it i appreciate um story it, was like meh didn't it heavily inspire like indiana jones just like the landscape oh yeah is that yeah yeah that, that i mean we're out in the, the sand dunes um i think yeah george or um steven spielberg that was his favorite movie when he was growing up when he when he saw this in the theaters for the first time he like Dude, imagine he felt like so ashamed because he was like, I, I'll never be like a director because like, I'll never be able to like get this many people to like, you know, want to do something like this with me or like, I can't, I can't go film this craziness. It was really cool. Like it, I, so like the, we like have talked about this in the past about like artifice and like stuff like this. I I mean, we're going to get slightly aggressive. I know. All right. Um, (laughs) It just feels like you're in this, like, this little, you're in the moment, 
like you don't feel like you're watching a movie it feels like you're watching a story about a guy that uh you know is trying to get Lawrence. he's it's Lawrence of Arabia he's trying to get it dialed in over there uh down in North yeah. Africa so it was cool I'll give that Sweet. one a just out of respect we'll give this one a four out of five I didn't particularly like I the did. story that much but it was like it was cool proud of you right. proud of you for watching Thanks. that one yeah me All too. Right. uh my next one is like kind of like a two, two and one. Uh, so I love Star Wars. I believe it's like the best trilogy probably of all time. Definitely Original? of all time for me personally. Um, I watched Lord of the Rings for the first time. I know that might turn some people away. I'm not a Lord of the Rings like person per se. So this is my perspective. Um, I watched the first one the lord of the rings fellowship of the rings uh we got frodo and all that that squad i didn't like i kind of like vaguely knew like what it was about but the story was more compelling than i thought it was going to be and like you kind of get attached to all the characters and it's a simple storyline to follow you're like okay i know what's happening i get what's going on it's kind of it's it's like satisfying to have a storytelling like that every once in a while when you yeah, don't have like to guess, quest. you're like, it's okay, let's get to the ring, bro. Let's, or let's get to the mountaintop. So yeah, I like, like it's good. That's yeah, funny like that you like watching a video game pretty much. Like you're just like going through, you're picking up friends, you're making enemies. Um, yeah, that's a valid, it's a valid and, uh, statement. So for the first one, I'm going to give it a four. And then uh, I gave the two towers one. Uh, I gave it a 3.5 out of five. Just because, like, I appreciate the scale, like, obviously shot in, like, New Zealand. Like, there's a cool-ass yeah. castle on the side of the cliff. Um, I'm not, like, that much of, like, a sword, sword, like, sword battle guy, like, unless it's, like, 300 or something. Um, like, when there's, like, or weird Game looking, of Thrones. Like, these, like, orc things. Like, I'm, like, it doesn't really do a lot for me. Like Those, are, people, those like, guys are unsightly, stuff. bro. Yeah, I don't like looking at that either. Yeah, um, but I like the twists. Um, I actually didn't get to finish. I I fell asleep. I'm gonna be honest. By the end of this one, uh, these long these are long movies. They're like two and a half hours. I know people are probably gonna get mad at me for saying that about that movie, but it was late and I turned it on and I even tried to finish it again and fell asleep again. So really, I've heard I've heard the uh, the next one. Like the last one is like uh, that's supposed to be definitely the best one. Really good. Yeah. I so I put off that one, and I put off the last Harry Potter, like Deathly Hallow. I haven't seen both those, um, but I did want to say I thought it was funny that I just said Lawrence of Arabia, and then you go to Lord of the Rings. They're like super similar with people appreciating uh, like the landscape and the the vastness of it all. It was. Yeah. Uh, so like, I I like that one, but yeah, I just like the the straightforward storytelling. I appreciate that, and um, I mean that's what it is. So yeah, um, I'm excited to see the last one. I I need somebody to watch it with. So I mean like, hey, Ty, let me know, man. All right, we should watch it. We should do it. Maybe we stream <laughs> yeah. it or something. I don't know. Oh my god, yeah, Pots would love that shit. Shout out. Um, all right, we should get Pots. We should watch it with Pots. Yeah, I I mean that's what I'm gonna do probably. He could like tell us like I know people don't like when like people are like watch this like I kind of want to like hear like 
watch this because I have like kind of in the weeds. Talking about like the. Did you know he actually broke his foot when he hit kicked the helmet? No. Okay. I just want to like know when the good parts are because two hour thirty can get a little grueling. They can get a little slow. Um, But I like how we're shifting like different characters are in different areas. We're like interweaving the storyline. So I, li- I liked how it did that. I thought it was good. Obviously, there's books, so, like, it's probably in the books like that as well. So, good yeah. storytelling. Yeah. All right, Jake, what's what's your next one out here? Uh, it's not a movie. It's a TV show, and it is very right. dear to my heart. And I'm actually in the middle of watching the last episode right now. Um, but mm. I actually have seen it all the way through already, but I had to watch it again. It's Better Call Saul. It's... Um, it's very, very near and dear to my heart. Uh, I love the way that this one uh, is like a character study of this guy that just can't help himself, and he's a he's smart, but he uses his uh, his smartness for bad things. And uh, I mean this, and I mean then we got the cartel involved too. Like it's a it's a whole it's a whole thing. Um, I love explain, it. I love explain the, what Better Call Saul is. Like it's connected to Breaking Bad. Oh yeah. So Breaking like Bad. A lot of people don't know. Obviously, is about um, a a chemist teacher who is told he has cancer, and then he he makes meth uh, to provide for his family. But then it turns out that he actually enjoys like being the bad guy and making the meth instead of like he loses his actual um, incentive to like. I don't know. It, that's that's what the story is actually about, um, if you want to know. But then, um, so Breaking Bad is I was before just its connection to yeah, it. I know. I'd want to get White into it like that. In Breaking, if you don't know Breaking Bad, you're not interested. It's uh, it's Walter White's lawyer, but it's his story, like after the events that take place. Yeah, people liked Bad. his people liked the lawyer character so much in Breaking Bad that they wanted their own spinoff show, and then this is what they gave him. And I liked it a lot, so um, highly recommend it. Highly, read, highly recommend watching Breaking Bad and then watching Better Call Saul afterward. There's some stuff in there, like hidden in there, that's like from Breaking Bad that you can appreciate if you've watched that through. Um, but I like it because there's like it's really good storytelling. The opening sequences are super cool. So like uh, TV shows will sometimes like have like an opening scene to a TV show that like you don't really know what the hell's happening at the beginning of this the uh, TV show but it might be like the ending of the episodes at the beginning uh and Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul does an awesome job with that just like Breaking Bad does. Yeah, it's really um, like so. cinematic for a TV show. Like I haven't seen all the episodes like Jake has. Jake's seen like this is like his second watch through which yeah. is insane. Uh so he obviously loves it. Uh it stars Bob Odenkirk who's He's, like, such a great actor. Like, he was in the line for, like, like one of the guys who almost got Michael Scott's role in The Office. So, like, he has the same, like, intang- intangibles as, like, Steve Carell. Obviously, Steve Carell is, like, yeah. uh He actually has great, a comedy background. Like the best Michael. Yeah, He has yeah, a comedy background? I mean. like, yeah. Yeah. And then he does this, like, really serious portrayal of this. Or it's not always serious, but that's what I like about it. It's, like, it's, like lighthearted but then also it takes turns man and it's it's great so um ty i don't know how i haven't convinced this guy to watch it all the way through like i have um 
because the last two seasons of this are like uh, so great, so high end. Yeah, it's it's I great just, stuff. It's hard for me to watch TV shows. Like I love turning on a movie, like different experience every time. I sit down and like obviously the TV show you can like kind of draw out the action and you get like more attached to the characters. Like Jake's obviously like super attached to these characters in the TV show. Um, but it's hard for me to just keep watching TV show. Like I tried to watch the, uh, those, that new Apple, uh, TV plus one with the, what is it? The guys of the sky or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Uh, but I heard I, some people were having a hard time getting through it. I mean, just like the title sequence at the beginning, like after they kind of do like the opening scene is probably five minutes long. And that's when I, I checked out. I was like, all right, we're drawing this thing out. We're just so just like, it. but that's like bad TV shows, bad TV shows like the Mandalorian and stuff, season three or whatever. They'll drag the same plot line out over all this, like the whole yeah. season. Good TV shows utilize the space and they'll, they'll have like, five different stories told in yeah. one season and it's like that's the awesome stuff you it's love. It's like a bunch of movies in one. But then basically. but then this but then this portion becomes like a bigger portion of the story to tell later on. Like it's uh you just got more to work with. And if you have good writers, you got like really sweet potential. Like like think about if you've seen Peaky Blinders. You've seen Peaky Blinders all the way through. Yeah. They start in this little town in town. in England and then by the end of it he's like He's like battling against this Nazi guy who's like trying to take over this whole continent. Like it's it's a like the way that like things escalate yeah, yeah. in uh, TV shows can be awesome. Yeah, but you have to have I'll good. Definitely, I'll definitely have to check it out. I just need to like, I just need to commit to it because like yeah, it's really no. Easy I don't blame you though because it's pretty hard. Yeah, I know that's exactly yeah. Your opportunity costs. It's cost. not like my it. TikTok extent, like attention span. Like I just like enjoy, like a beginning, middle, and end, it all in one sitting. Like I know you get that like a bunch of times with Better Call Saul. Dude, I almost wish like they like screened it in the movie theater. Like they're like, all right, we're gonna like do like two episodes like this Friday, and then like you can go like every Friday or something. The beginning, the, the first few, yeah, the first few seasons are not aggressive enough to make you want to be like, okay, I gotta go back. Right, maybe the last like, few, Masters of Air. Thank you, Eric. That's what it was. Thank you, sir. Eric, you're you're a legend for sticking in here and going through this. You just got us. modded. You. you just got modded. Yeah, get this guy. Make this guy mod right here. Can I uh, mod him? Uh, <laughs> all right, Ty, you're hey, up you're next, modded. bro. I'm, I I'm, oh, wait, I do want to give all right. Better Call Saul is five out of five for me. It's it's it's. Better Call Saul, 5 out of 5. Give me that. Um, awesome. Uh, sneaky favorite character, potentially favorite bad guy that makes an appearance. is His name's Lalo Salamanca. And uh, if you ever get mm. to meet him, oh, baby. Um, it's a fun it's a fun, it's a fun, ride. All right, sweet. All right, Ty, here you go. All right, next. Uh, me and Aaron watched this one together. Shout out, Aaron. Um, it's my girlfriend. Wed. Uh, we saw Kevin Hart was coming out with a new movie, um, Ew. and it was on Sorry. Netflix, Netflix film. <laughs> As I stated, if it's a streaming service, like, making the movie, like, I'm not talking all TV shows, because there is some good TV shows out here that, like, Netflix has made, um, but 
the Netflix original films. I mean, we should do a video on all these movies themselves. This one is an action film. We got like this, like trying to be witty. Kevin Hart didn't actually play like his normal role, like where he's like the funny guy. Like he was trying to be like, let me take you. Yeah. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, bro, you see he that? He was trying to like act like a player, like, and super, he wasn't like super... being funny. Yeah. And this girl was just like falling for him the whole time, but she was like trying to act like she wasn't. And I was just like, all right, what are we doing? I, uh, yeah, I, I finished it, but I might have zoned out. Like, I might have been on the phone a little bit during this one. Yeah, I don't blame and, you. And uh, I don't even know if it's, like, a good, like, oh, what should we watch tonight? Like, oh, let's throw that on, like, just in the background. Like, I don't even think it's worth that. I gave it a two out of five. Um, Netflix, let's clean it up. I know I know. we're spending <laughs> a lot of money on these actors, on, these, on this CGI. Like, there's some, like, cool-ass CGI. There's, like... This plane that's like got speakers on it and all this stuff. Like it's there's some cool props in it, but the actual story That's not everything. I don't know. Story and, comes first for me. Yeah. I mean like we can still like I can still make a pop you can still make a popcorn movie and have it have a good story. Like it, it doesn't have to be bad. Yeah. But I, I guess I watched it so they accomplished their goal. Like I bet a lot of people fall in the same trap as me, because they yeah they on the front home page next to yeah. Netflix yeah number one yeah. trending like on Netflix like whatever it's like all right fine I'll watch it I, those got to be rigged the number one trending on Netflix like they put their own things like up to the top oh yeah they're paying a lot of money for that probably to themselves yeah I don't know. It doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. But all right, well they um, they spend a lot of money on it, so they're like, oh, we're gonna push. They're just this. yeah. They know, they know that this one has the most potential to be clicked on because Kevin Hart's in the title. Got it. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. I'm never gonna watch that one. That's epic. All right. Um, <laughs> so I got another TV show. Um, I watched The Curse by Nathan Fielder, and uh, I mean, like, you gotta be you gotta be somebody who just likes to. Um, like sit in like a and feel like awkward about like I don't know. You gotta be willing to like let the the TV show make you feel a certain way. Like this isn't like a watch it because you're like curious about the story. It's like it's more about trying to make you feel a certain way after you watch it all the way through. Um, I heard the ending. I heard it like might have lost you like almost towards the end, and then the ending like makes up for it all. I mean, I like the whole thing. I liked the whole thing for what it was. It's okay. basically about um, Nathan Fielder's in it. If you haven't heard of Nathan for you, definitely watch yeah. that. It's awesome. Just watch some clips on YouTube. It's it's yeah. all time. Yeah, this guy is like really smart with his concepts, but in this one he's actually acting. This isn't like actually reality, but it's based on what a reality, uh, like a reality TV couple might look like in a like a uh, rebuild house scenario and uh emma stone's in it and she's like got a bunch of oscars she just got poor things oscars um yeah she's a great actress they somehow bagged her for this role and uh she does a great job in it making you feel like dang she like 
I, I mean, I don't want to like spoil anything, but like, dang, she's good at what she's doing. Um, but yeah, so like, I watched. Uh, also, I watched like Thomas Flight. This guy I watch on YouTube. Big shout out to him. He he just made a video on this, uh, breaking it down a little further than I ever could. Um, I liked it a lot. It was just like super like uncomfortable. It's shot like with a camera crew. Like the whole thing shot with like a camera crew or the camera crew that his, the reality show is being filmed by. So like all the shots are like super like sneaky, like like the couple doesn't know they're getting filmed. So everything that's being filmed for this this show is like the behind the scenes stuff that you're not supposed to see for the reality TV show. So I thought it was interesting. There all you right. go. Yeah, I'll Nathan, give it a Nathan Fielder's the man, by the way. Like I'll give it a four. I, I'm curious to see him acting. He's, he's really acting. bad at acting. Really? He's really bad at acting. It's like... But it's it works for like what it is. It works for what it is. He, like, doesn't have, like, part of his brain firing, but he uses it to his advantage. Yeah. Like, in the Nathan For You series, like, he goes to these uh, companies and basically tries to remodel them in a way, like, uh, like one, one I can think of is, like, dumb Starbucks he made. Like, this coffee shop was struggling, and he rebranded the whole company. Uh, off of dumb Starbucks because, like, it wasn't illegal to, like, call yourself dumb Starbucks if it's, like, a parody of Starbucks. Yeah, he finds loopholes. Yeah, he he finds loopholes, like, has a good time, like, acts super monotone, and, like, that's just, like, who he is, so it just works so well. There's one, um, there's one about a farm, and uh, they aren't getting enough, like, people walking through because they, like... They pay for visitation there, and they wanted more people to come through. So he had the idea of when the internet was first coming out to uh, make, like, a viral video about a pig saving a goat and, like, did all this super intricate shit to get this, like, to work. Like, it got, like, a trained pig that knew how to swim, had, like, a scuba diver under the water, like, walking it toward. And then, like, doesn't tell anybody that it's fake and posts it on, and it actually blew up on social media, like, unironically. (laughs) <laughs> and then it's come? like on the news. Yeah, it's on the news, and like it actually oh, worked. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's so funny. Might, might need to give him a call. Might yeah. Need to give so like, call. but like that's the <laughs> mind behind this. Like everything that's being done it has a purpose. Um, it's really good. So, but I'd watch the rehearsal too. The rehearsals is other TV show that is actually hilarious. All right, we'll check it out. Okay. I'll check it out. Big well. Nathan Fielder um, crew over here. You haven't yeah. seen rehearsal. No, yes, you have. Oh, wait, I have seen rehearsal. I've seen clips. You showed me yeah, the. Uh, no, you've seen it because I just I made you the watch the first one. <laughs> Jake, yeah. Jake. We don't even have to spoil it, but it's so good. Oh, you have to it's watch so it. good. It's so good. Um, it's real right, people. He's like trolling. He's trolling real people. It's hilarious. Go oh, ahead. Yeah. All right, I got a great one next. Uh, I watched this one with Aaron as well. Um, watched Fargo. Uh, I gave this one a 4.8 out of 5. Fargo, it's based on a true story up in uh, Minnesota and uh, North Dakota. I want to pause you right there. I want to pause you right there. I think a part of that was like satirical that they put that at the beginning. I heard being based on a true story. It's like telling you that like this, like most things that aren't uh, that are that say that they're about a true story aren't about a true story. So like that was part of a joke with the with the actual directors there. I uh, I no, looked into Co- it. The Coen brothers made it. Um, I looked into it. That's like actually what's real, on. It's they... based on like some murders that actually happened, but like they kind of made their. Uh, I don't know. 
But like, I I think that's what I heard. So I, like, I watched the movie. That out there. The I don't want us to be oblivious Eric. to that. Oh well, I oh we, they yeah, made I a whole TV, TV show on it as well, and like it's. Let me just talk about the movie because I saw it. Um, so you got uh, Margie's like the main cop, and like she's like this pregnant cop. So you have automatically have stakes there, and uh, she's just like the accents okay. in the movie are all time, and yeah. um, like the Minnesotan accent, like they're like Margie, like stuff like that, um, which is great yeah, to hear. Good. Um, and then the bad guys, we got, uh, that one, it's so funny, bro. They say it a couple times in the movie. Um, they're like, I don't know. He was, he was just funny looking. And if you know this actor, he's definitely a funny looking guy. Um, he's in Grown Ups. I, I, I don't know his name. He's exactly. in Sopranos. I don't know his name either. Um, but he's funny looking. Yeah. You know, him, you know, it's like kind of like a, like a buddy bad guy movie too. Um, like we have this bad guy who doesn't talk a lot and like the other the funny looking guy talks so much so it's like a funny dynamic there and then uh shit kind of hits the fan in this uh little town up up there and uh it's just a great time um i'd highly recommend it eric go check the movie out uh eric i heard this eric retracted his statement i caught it though i'm not gonna watch that tv show because you appreciate that um he said it wasn't good he said, "I heard the TV show wasn't great." So, oh, go watch the movie though. The Coen Brothers made it. It's one of their best movies, in my opinion. I gave it a four eight out of five, and that's you actually made him a mod. That's epic. Okay, <laughs> I know I did. All right, that's awesome. Eric, you're a mod. Like you're, you can like ban people from the chat. Like if if we need you to. All right, except so, for me. Don't do it. Don't try. Put, it. You, put your badge on. You got your badge on. All right, we're good. All right, Jake. All right, I'm up next. Ready? I'm not gonna spoil that one for anyone else. By the way, like, I don't want to spoil the rest. It's just, it's such a good movie, such a good movie. All right, go yeah, ahead. I love Fargo. Love Fargo. All right, um, I watched Wally, threw it on. Gosh dang, Wally. Still, still testing out the projector. I knew this had some space in it. I was like, this might look really cool, and it looked so sweet. Um, Wally is so wholesome, and it's like actually a really good story about like. The potential future of humanity, and uh, I mean, it's done in an awesome way. Hey, Jake, we're like on the brink right now with this uh, Apple Vision Pro that just came out. Oh yeah, yeah. We're basically yeah. there. We get the screen in front of us, and we're we're tapping with our fingers down here. All we need is the chair that rolls us around yeah. everywhere. Yeah, just like. Yeah. I think I saw someone. Oh, that, some guy was in a. Uh, he was in a cyber truck. And it was self-driving, and he was like... I saw that shit. I saw that, too. And it was like, Wally is real. Wally that is, was wild. Wally is that now. That was wild. So. Yeah, so, like, but, like, Wally was awesome. And uh, shout out to whoever decided to put this beautiful little song at the end. It was at the beginning and the end. I mean, it's from a movie. I don't know what it was called. But um, if you ever go watch Wally, I mean, it's going to give you make you shed a tear by the end. Uh, oh, just yeah. Just wholesome content. So... That's, I give that one like a four of, seven. It was it was great stuff. That's awesome. It's that's a Pixar. Kind of if you don't know Wally, Pixar, Pixar's finest. Like why why couldn't migration be like something like that? Like obviously the premise isn't as great. Like I don't know why Illumination isn't good like that anymore. Like Wally was know. so good back then. Like we aren't dropping cartoons like Wally. 
It's literally a silent film for the first half with Wally just wheeling around, wheeling and dealing. I know. I'm saying we don't make those anymore, dude. I know. I'm saying I I loved it. They're all for TikTok. They're all like for these little iPad baby brains. All right. I that. guess. I don't know. Don't be a boomer. Well, I don't want to get too political here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. Uh, Jake. Am I up now? Yeah. I just said Wally. You're up. All right. Um... I got the holdovers, Jake. That's on your list as well. Um, yep. I gave it a four, two out of five. Um, it's just a really good like. It it's one of those movies. It's kind of reminded me of like The Breakfast Club, or uh, like Sixteen Candles. Like, and that was the goal. Like, just like the way the movie shot. Like, it wanted to be an eighties movie, and they shot it with like film. Like the exact same cameras they shot back in the day with and I know the director's goal was to make it like an authentic 80s like movie um he did a damn good job yeah yeah um one thing I would say when you said it's like uh Breakfast Club that's what it was gonna be but I think that was a big turn if you go watch it that you find out oh this isn't like Breakfast Club at all it's like singling out one one of the many, um, and really like focusing on that one person. And I think that was a cool twist. Yeah. Um, and that's not really like a spoiler because like happens pretty early on, but, um, I, I think it was like a good vibe. One thing I would say is I didn't think they have to do my man, Paul Giamatti like that and giving him some kind of stank that like he can't sweat or something. Like yeah, I felt bad for the weird. guy and it made me like start, <laughs> yeah. my brain started making like, you know, making me smell certain things when he was on camera the rest of the time. And I didn't appreciate that, but Come like on. everything else, everything else felt warm and cozy and I was vibing with it. Um, hey, dude liked his booze. Tell you what. He did like his booze, man. It and was at wholesome the end of the, stuff. At the end, uh, like not spoiling anything, he, uh, he had that liquor that was sitting on the uh, president's table. That's all I'm going to say about that. I didn't, okay. like, it took me Kinda a second to, to connect. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. If you watch the movie, it'll make sense. Sorry about that. Yep. Holdovers is great, though. Yeah. Well, what did I... I um, said, like... <laughs> Paul Giamatti, I said, put I on love, a, by the way. I, <laughs> my description is put on a warm blanket and take in an old school editing and shot selection. Oh, baby. Hell yeah. Right, hold on. Um, awesome. What did I watch next? Oh, okay. I was like, bang. We're, we're, we're watching a few TV shows this month. Might as well keep the, uh, the chain rolling. I watched one season. Um, I just got shot on it yesterday uh, on Twitter for only seeing it uh, just the last month. Uh, True, True Detective Season 1. Matthew McConaughey um, as Rust. Uh, what's his name? Uh, gosh dang. Um, Matthew McConaughey. And, uh, I'm very Harry I'm blanking. Uh, Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Oh. Woody Harrelson in there. Uh, this one is like, it's very well written. Um, the TV series, every every season is a different group of people that are detectives, partners. Um, so this is the only one starring these two. And I felt like that was the only one I needed to watch because it was it was sweet. Um, it's impressive how they 
they have that cool of a story for only 10 minutes and make it or 10 episodes and making you like care about these characters a lot. Um, and it, it does a good job with like time frame and having like, um, similar to better call Saul. There's like a, there's like a modern time. There's a past time. Like you're jumping from each. Um, and like, I really, I really love that. Uh, great storytelling. Um, highly recommend Good for 4.5 out of five. Boom. Got a kid, Jake. Got a kid. I gotta, I, I gotta watch it through. I only saw the first episode. Um, and I would have kept watching, but, um, I was with Aaron and it was a little graphic early, like towards the end of the first episode. Yeah, that stuff. Okay. Aaron's probably not going to like it. It's got a little religious action in it. Um, if you're not into that kind of stuff when it comes to like, you know, devil worship and stuff, it's not for you. So it's a little uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, so like I I didn't really care for the story as Definitely much as I not cared into about that kind of stuff. By the way, nope. Yeah, no, I know it was, it was a joke. But like, um, I'm saying like um, I watched it more for the the character dynamic of those two together. They're really funny. They're super witty. Um, not funny because they're they're trying to be, but like they're just like you know they got really different personalities and they clash. It's fun to watch. All right. Yeah. Um, Ty, you're up next. All right, uh, Jake, we threw this one on when you were in town uh, in Nashville. Uh, briefly, we didn't finish the movie, so I can't like fully judge it, but uh, we turned on Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I didn't um, even add this to my list. Oldie but a goodie, like... yeah. It, it <laughs> was right on the brink of like being on the list, but I ended up just putting it on. It's a lot creepier than I remember, and like um, Willy Wonka's his cadence in his voice, dude, I don't know, it's a little... Something's a little off Golly. there, but the music's awesome, and I love Charlie Buckets. I mean, you're just rooting for him to get that uh, that golden ticket, and when he finally gets it, you feel like you got the ticket too, and now yeah. you get to go on this adventure in into behind the gates and see what's going on back there, and it's just, it's a magical story, and I feel like it's uh, way before its time. Um, I'm sure opinion. it was. The highs are high, the lows are low. Uh, but it's got definitely some imagination involved that you got to appreciate. I just met my, our dad was born in uh, 1969. So this is like right around when he was a kid. And uh, I just imagine my dad being Charlie Buckets. I don't know. I've always like imagined that just because of the, the era. And he's like got the same haircut my dad had when he was younger. So, you know, and he's good. He's a good guy. I got the golden ticket. That was a great yeah. song too. All right. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Yeah, Eric likes um, that one. Shout out Eric for liking that one. Eric had to bring it fan. up. It's too good not to mention. Yeah. I, I I liked it. I just I wasn't I wasn't in the in the state to finish it. I was pretty tired. I just watched holdovers, so I think that was like the same night. I don't know. Yeah. Um alright, so what did I watch? I watched Pulp Fiction. I had to watch this one Ooh. back. Um, honestly, you really forget. I hadn't seen it in like three years, and you forget like the this, the order in which it's told. Um, yeah. Obviously, that's like its big quirk. But like, even knowing that it's like all over the place, like I still forgot about some scenes being, in like placed the way they were because your brain wants to like try to organize it in your head. Um, 
That's I mean, true. This one's awesome. This one's this one's awesome. Uh, every every story has tension involved. It constantly grabs your attention, even after you watch it the second time. Like I was still invested because um, you're just trying to like like see how well it connects and like you're like yeah okay that makes sense you're still organizing it um it's a great one uh if you haven't seen it quentin tarantino it's one of his outstanding movies that people were like oh this guy's got something people say it's his best movie people say it's his best and i feel like it really like characterizes his style really well um and it's got all the like um like popular what's it pop culture like references that he loves to put in his uh dialogue this is like the prime of that oh yeah um oh my gosh him and uh, things going on uh what's his name um uh john travolta and um samuel l jackson at the beginning those two interacting at the beginning talking about the like the royale with cheese and stuff like that like that was fun dialogue to listen to i'm gonna have to rewatch it it's well, been like so like probably five years yeah so I've like the it. whole the whole opening sequence well there's another opening sequence before that that's in the uh when honey bunny are in the store and they say they're gonna rob the place then it cuts to um the, those two together and they're like on their way you're like where are they going but like they're just casually walking uh like chatting it up about yeah. Like Big Macs and stuff and it was it was just vibey. So Dude, the I mean, the that, culmination yeah. of events at the end of that movie like just makes it I don't The way everything's interweaved. Yeah. Yeah. The way everything's it's, interweaved, it's, you don't expect a lot of this stuff to happen the way it does. Yeah. It's cool. If you haven't seen it, you gotta watch it if you like consider yourself a person who likes movies. It's just it's Four in that seven. category. And you're gonna enjoy it. Nice. Um, all right, next for me. All right, I got a TV show now. Now I said I said I said I don't watch a lot of TV shows. Um and I wasn't going to watch this originally. It's the uh Ted TV show. Um obviously we got Ted yeah. as the main character and a young like some actor did a great job portraying a young Mark Wahlberg. This is like a a prequel technically to the Ted movies. Um Ted's still uh post fame like he originally you like forget um he originally got got famous he's like on all these talk shows and uh like loved by everybody and then everyone kind of forgets about him and he grows up a little bit and he's kind of this this guy who he cusses and he they uh uh smoke weed for the first time in this uh like tv show like you see that a bunch in the first movie um and uh that's kind of like uh, basically the premise of this one, I just thought there was just a great little bits. And my favorite part of it was the fact that it felt like I was watching like a comedy or a family guy, uh, episode. Like it hit me with the, like setting the scene with like that classic jazz music playing. And I, I felt like I was watching like a live action family guy, but it had Ted in it. Um, so that made it fun to watch. Um, and it's only like, there's only eight episodes, and all of them were like 40 minutes. So it's not like too much of a commitment. And uh, I wouldn't say you like become like super attached to the characters. It's more just for like comedy. Um, the dad's hilarious. Like he just, he's like a classic um, like 50s or not 50s, but like 60s dad. 
he's just like oblivious to like feelings and like all kinds of stuff but it just makes him funny and then the mom is like super overboard the other way and uh it's just great character dynamics like it's not just ted as the star of the show like all the characters really shined i feel like um but yeah if you're if you're looking for a good time and you're just trying to kill some time and not watch some tiktok and you're gonna still laugh to on uh ted tv show why not yeah that's valid i watched the first like two episodes um just because i was kind of just want to do that exactly just vibe out and uh you know watch watch some ted um i think that this tv show format really shows how like little effort they put into making the writing for like family guy and stuff and they're just going yeah. for quick gags um and it, you can see that through this and i i like i thought it was fine for what it was trying to do but yeah uh it's definitely one where you just want to like mind-numbingly watch something that'll make you chuckle a few times you know so i there is I some mean, like smart jokes i feel like in it and uh like there is some like um feeling out of like just the culture back then like they're just kind of like making fun of it a little bit but it's set, like seth MacFarlane wrote it like he's just like a really smart guy so he knows he knows what he wanted to do with the show and and he was given the resources and and they knocked it out of the park and one more family guy thing like you know in family guy like they'll like reference something in the show like about like they're like abraham lincoln like used the to do that with his, this. And yeah. then they'd like cut to it and then like it'd be like him doing that. Yeah. Like they did that in the show and like it was just funny to see like a live action version because like nothing yeah, like that really Yeah, it's different. Besides like Family Guy. So. Yeah, for sure. It was good. All right. You're up, kid. I liked what I saw from it. I just couldn't watch uh, as many as yeah, I don't blame to you. say. I don't blame you. It's not. It doesn't work the mind. Like you don't do a lot of thinking. You're just kind of watching. It's one of those. Yeah. Um, next one I watched was Amadeus, I think. Amadeus. Uh, Amadeus. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Mozart. That's what it's about. It's about um, who Mozart is, who his enemies were, um, like why he was like so talented. I guess there. I don't know if this story is based off the truth. It's got to be if it's got his likeness, I guess, so, somewhat. But. Um, yeah, you, like, it, I thought it was one of the coolest openings to, like, a main character uh, that I've ever seen. Um, like, it's not They're what you like expected to be. just, like, showing off his talent. Like, I've seen clips on TikTok and things like that of just, um, like, him, like, playing something on this little piano. I'll let you watch it, but, like, it's more so um, the story's perspective. I'm just going to say it. The story's perspective is from his, like, arch nemesis. Not his arch nemesis, cool. but like yeah. it's like somebody who wants to have his talent but doesn't have it, um, and so like it's it's told through his eyes. Um, so like the secondary character in the story is Mozart, but it's all like the story revolves around him, but he isn't necessarily the main character. And I thought that was an interesting yeah. way to do it. Yeah, um, I saw. It's uh, fun. It's it was a good one. I saw this clip. Um, it's Cillian Murphy and Christopher Nolan. They go like into this, like, one of the only video stores in Paris. And, like, they just pick up little movies off the shelf. And uh, that was one of the movies that Christopher Nolan picked. And he said it's one of the best, like, stories about rivalry. 
and he made yeah. uh, Cillian Murphy watch that, uh, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. watch that before they're. Uh, That's perfect. In, in yeah, I could see that for sure. Just to like kind of show off like that rivalry and like how they try to act like they're not rivals, like when they're maybe talking to each other, but like behind their backs. Oh, I yeah. haven't seen it, so I can't. Similar parallel to Chuck and Jimmy in uh, Better Call Saul as well. Like, like cool. there's always like some tension in the room, but like nobody's ever going to like address it. It's, it's good stuff. Um, all right, Ty, you're up next. All right. Uh, the time has come. Uh, me and Jake both saw this one. Um, I actually didn't rate it too high. Uh, it's poor things. Uh, it's getting nominated for pretty much like every category. Um, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I'm not like a typical guy to like go watch this kind of movie. Like I, I'm trying to like, like broaden my horizons a little bit. Like, um, and this kind of did that and more. Um, obviously I gave it a three, seven just cause like my rating systems kind of like how I feel walking out of the theater. And there's a lot of like uncomfortable, uh, scenes in there. Like, uh, if you're not old enough to watch this, definitely don't watch this. Like it was a lot of, uh, vulgar, uh, depiction of, uh, this Emma Stone who stars in it. Um, Jake's seen it too, so he can speak to it, but she's, uh, basically like learning how to be a human. Like she's like a baby in like a older body and you kind of like figure out like why that is like as the movie goes on but uh it plays with a lot of um uh just um what would you call it uh social constructs norms yeah stuff like yeah. that why why humans act a certain way like, Human nature. because it's like polite or like i don't know he she just learns a bunch of things about like she does like doesn't understand why, like we are the way we are, when she thinks it could easily be another way or like yeah, like why not why not like you know, she almost has the perspective of a child like everyone's innocent and like they see the world like, as this great place and then as you get like older you realize like there is some like, really evil things out there and she kind of, uh, falls into that trap of like maybe believing that even like, like it like it uh challenges like the idea of marriage at one point where like she gets married to this guy but then she's like oh but i want to go off on this adventure and then i'll come back and then yeah. we'll get married it's fine and she she doesn't understand the idea of like uh the guy's like jealousy. self-esteem and jealousy and stuff like that like she learns about all these different feelings that uh developed humans have and uh i i personally liked it a lot like, just because it made me think about stuff like that a little differently. So, like, uh, could do away with some of the the gross stuff that was, like, unnecessary. But, like, I think everything, for me, like, hit where it needed to. Like, I, I kind of, like, it made me think about things differently. So, I appreciate yeah. it for that. I definitely I haven't, it, like... I gave it, like, a 4.8 or 4.7, to be honest. I liked oh, it wow. a lot. I, I honestly, like, haven't forgotten about it, like, a lot of other movies on this list. Like... I definitely haven't forgotten I've watched that movie like it was really like like a memorable watch like you really get encapsulated and like feel like you're in this world with her like learning it as well because it's like it's not like they're on like earth like it's like a fantasy version um of earth 
and it, it's shot really cool like it's black and white um all the way up to the point until she starts adventuring and then like the color is just like super super uh saturated and like it's a fun adventure uh but it just wasn't my cup of tea so i gave it a three seven yeah that's valid um all right next one i uh i had city lights we watched this one on the old projector over here um charlie chaplin i actually laughed out loud at this one a few times i was like i did not expect to like have a good time watching this this was more of the ones you kind of just check off the list because you're supposed to watch it but like i was pleasantly surprised they they did a lot with this one uh he goes to a lot of places does a lot of things everything comes back together at the end um there's a little bit of a love story involved there's some boxing involved like it's it's a fun one um charlie chaplin really good at what he does or what he did um the uh i mean yeah. the music makes this thing go it's like tom and J- it's like watching tom and jerry but it's like um you know people so can't complain about that yeah i've i've seen a charlie chaplin uh you mentioned it earlier um unironically but modern times well, or modern? yeah modern times uh kind of just cracks at uh just the factory system like it's an older movie so like factories were like a big deal back then and like just like how fast can i make like things to make more money uh just capitalism and uh oh yeah charlie chaplin i mean he's just like he's known for like his uh his stunts actually like he'll like go and like fall off a side of a car and like he'll be fine yeah there was one with like a pothole like he was getting dangerously close to falling off the side and like every time like his backs to it so like but the audience knows that like he's in a lot of danger so it was like playing with that aspect yeah um if you want to know about the plot i can do that um it was basically oh my i guess what's city my, lights my it's like he yeah, city lights city is about a blind girl he's he's poor a blind girl that sells flowers he likes so he acts like he's rich. He gets a rich friend that has a car and like picks her up one time. Lost all of our viewers watching talking about this one, by the way. Epic. Hey, shout out our one viewer. You're the homie. I think Appreciate it's me, you. bro. It's probably Jake. Alright, hold on, I guess switch my camera. What are you what are you doing? I'm back. What are you doing? I just okay. switched my camera out. Uh, um, I did like this will this will play like. Are we just posting like the whole thing so like people can watch it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. What's up, guys? Thanks for sticking around. Uh, we'll get into the next one here. Pretty easily. Right. Next next time. Uh, all right. Godzilla minus one minus color. Me and Jake both saw this one too. I went back, saw it. In the theater, this is my second viewing of this movie, but the first time in black and white. And, uh, gosh, I love this movie so much. Um, it really makes you, like, enjoy going to the theater a lot. And uh, it makes you want to go back to the theater just in case, like, you possibly get an experience like this again. And I was telling Jake, I get the chills, like, multiple times throughout this movie, like, especially uh, towards, like, the end, the end sequence uh, when there's all that slow motion and Godzilla is about to do his atomic blast. Like, did we didn't get to review this one uh, like originally? 
And, uh, I mean, this one just, it's one of my favorites of uh, all of last year and carried into this year pretty well, too, with the black and white version. Yeah. Um, I I thought it was not as rewatchable as I thought it might have been, but, like, I still loved it the first time I watched it. Like, it was incredible. And, like, I was, I didn't know what to go in and expect. I love that it's based in World War II. Like, the, the premise is sweet. Um, and, I mean, Godzilla is a badass, uh, especially. I liked the way that, like, it was kind of like the, the birth of Godzilla as well. Um, not, like, the actual birth, but, like, how he grew to be, like, like a dangerous the monster like a giant size um yeah yeah i thought that was sweet um if you don't know uh this is a japanese foreign film uh like a japanese take like a, like a godzilla originally was japanese so this is bringing it back to its roots um and the original was actually in black and white as well and that's why i feel like it kind of hit yeah i feel like it kind of hit hard and uh like it made it feel like like I was watching like I've seen clips of the original one like it's not as good as this one um I wouldn't say like obviously it put it created Godzilla but uh this is like just a futuristic take on it um and it's set in World War 2 which I thought was awesome like I would go see a Japanese World War 2 film in general like even if uh like Godzilla wasn't in it and then like Godzilla on it in it as well like made it just just the cherry on top and uh, i thought it was awesome i i immediately after watching it the first time i was like this is japan's top gun maverick uh like without a doubt so like it had super Ooh. like it had a lot of parallels with like how i felt coming out of the theater with top gun maverick the newer one um yeah so like i would recommend watching it just because I chase to find that feeling after a movie, and this one gave it to me. So, yeah, there we go. And uh, the director's name is Takashi Yamazaki, and uh, if you do some research on him, he's heavily inspired by uh, uh, Close Encounters with the Third Kind, which is Steven Spielberg, and also Star Wars is like his favorite. Um, and you could see uh, some Star Wars references within the movie. Me and Jake kind of talked about it. I almost made a video on it, and I decided not to, but... Um, That's why I clowned him about, like, being... Yeah. Like, pointing out the Star Wars thing in Argyle. But uh, for, if anyone for ever sees this, let's get this guy a uh, directing role, like, for Lucasfilm. Like, we got to get him on the next Star Wars film for sure. Um, he did a lot with a little such budget. such an original vision, and... Uh, I feel like he would uh, have a great take on Star Wars and and he actually met with some some like uh I think he met with what's his name the the I'm I'm going to get crushed for not knowing his name right now but uh the guy who made uh, Kevin Feige Clone Wars No no Clone Wars What's his name Clone Wars Yeah I Kevin know Red. I thought I said it Kevin Feige is he Marvel No 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 Uh yeah that's you're so wrong Hold up. Yeah, Kevin Feige's Marvel. Um, what's this guy's name? I know his face. He wears the cowboy hats Eric in the interviews. Eric's about to throw it in easily. Um, he did Mandalorian. Like he's doing the next 
Oh, Dave Filoni. I just remembered. Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. He met with Dave Filoni, which was awesome. Like, they're definitely... He needs um, a lot of help because he's starting to like. I start. I'm starting to not like what Dave Filoni's doing with his stuff. Well, so. I don't think it's all Dave Filoni. I think Dave Filoni wants to do the right thing, but he's only one person. No, he's like, the one the creating. Suits. He's the one creating the whales and Ahsoka, and Jake, was like, "This is sick." I know, but the suits kind of drive the story, dude. I mean, there's a writing room. Like he's got the original. Yeah, yeah. Dave Filoni. Thanks, Eric. Uh, yeah. But Dave Filoni. I want I want to get Takashi in there. I feel like he would do a great job. He made this Godzilla movie with only fifteen, uh, um, only fifteen million dollar budget, which is it is a lot of money. But like movie standards, like this uh, movie we saw the other day, uh, Argyle was acquired for two hundred million. So like I think if you give this guy a budget and he uses it like the right way, like we could have a masterpiece on our hands. No doubt, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get into my next one here. I got uh, Parasite. Had to rewatch it. Ooh. It was like, why not Why not throw in a little Parasite? Just um, like top three for me. Yeah, this one's, this one's special. Um, great storytelling premise. Like, it's a story within a story. Um, it is a foreign film. I got a lot of foreign films coming up. I'm sorry about it. It is what it is. I just was like, I got to watch these because they're on my list. So, But like Parasite was one that was like, I needed to watch this again just because I think that Bong Joon-ho is a great storyteller and I got to remember how he does this. Um, so uh, let's see. I mean. Yeah, if you, if you watched uh, my most anticipated movies of 2024, I got a Bong Joon-ho movie. Uh, called mickey 17 comes out this year and uh parasite has a big hand in the reason I, i'm so excited and it really uh opened my eyes to like foreign filmmaking and uh bong joon has one of the best out there to do it so i'll let jake get into it here yeah i mean this one's a real treat um th- it's about a poor family uh and they become parasites in a way by infiltrating all the positions that are needed to like that a like a a rich family might require like a like a driver or like a tutor or stuff like that a housemaid they they become yeah. all these positions and the the owners do not or the the old the rich people do not know what these like guys are conspiring so like um that's the they first don't know part related yeah they don't know they're yeah. related um and then that's the first part of the story that's a great idea already right and then it gets even better. Uh, some things happen, yeah. and you start to figure out. You gotta watch for yourself. Um, and I just gotta say, beautifully this shot. Is such a, yeah, so so pretty. Like yeah. when I think of this movie, I just think of the color green. Like it's just so like. I think like, of all the, the colors. I think of like like dark, blacks and. I know. I, I just think of that like shot and... into the backyard, when it's raining. Like it just the colors just pop off the screen and it's. It's just so well paced and uh, definitely it's like one of my top three movies ever. So uh, if you haven't seen that, I'm jealous and uh, I highly recommend you go turn it on. And it, if you're not a sub- subtitle person, uh, Bong Joon-ho, the director, I'm going to quote him real quick. He said, if you are like, I'll paraphrase because I'm not sure if it's a direct quote, but he said, if you can get through the bottom 
two inches of the screen, like you're open to a whole new world. So I'd say what's that mean? Watch this movie. Like if you don't like it, you don't like it. But like, there's a ton of different countries besides America and like other people that speak English. Um, there's a whole another world of cinema out there. Uh, like just like my number one movie uh, right now for me is Lahain. It's another foreign film, so you can really just open yourself up to some foreign films. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. I'm one thing, I love one more thing I need to say about Parasite. This was a story that made me feel like uh, this this storytelling is like like everything I was curious about. Like, what if this happened? Like everything. They and that like I don't know. He finds a way to like make you be curious about something happening, and then he he's like this. This is what would happen if that happens, and you're like I wonder yeah. what would happen if that happens, and then he like he like it's really satisfying. He, it, like yeah, it like makes you I don't know. It's really it's really satisfying to like you you feel like the uh, the possibilities are endless inside of the stories because you're like you're trying to like outthink him potentially or try to guess what's going to happen and it's just like there's real moments that happen that just like like the story is so elaborate but then just one simple thing is like a thing that flips it on its head and it's it's completely different yeah it's great the suspense is crazy and he does such a good job building it up yeah all right all right we'll move on we'll we'll stop boring you guys with that one yeah uh, oh baby it's so good so good though um all right, next I got another uh, Dang, five out of five here. Uh, past lives. Uh, I made Jake watch this one. Yeah. I turned this one on. It's one of those movies I turned on like literally midnight, and I was like, "It's kind of one of those movies." Like, I had like no outside distractions, and I was just locked in on that, and I just had like the best experience watching it. Like, it's a really sad movie, but like, I like. I like movies that pull emotions out of me, and this one definitely did it. Um, I'm currently, like, it's like a romantic movie, I would say. Um, but it's also just, like, so well made. It's, it's like, balancing the line between, like, a dramatic movie and a romantic movie. Um, and it just accomplishes its goal. I, I loved it. As soon as I watched it, I was like, Jake, you need to watch this movie. Like it was already on Jake's list, but I I encourage him to watch it as soon as possible. So, yeah, yeah, it was like super, super grounded. Um, like most movies, like a director or a writer might make their characters be like witty and know exactly what to say in scenarios, but like the silence in this movie is so loud, and like the little moments that like are so relatable, like really hit home in this one. And I yeah. I also loved the cinematography. Ty was pointing it out to me, and I I was so glad I watched this one. Um, most of it, the uh, the shootings in New York and a place in South Korea, and dang, they shout out to the guys who like sniffed out these cool spots with uh, cool backdrops and the uh, the color design and stuff. Like I, yeah. I had a great time with this one. Um, this is, and the like, story if you're was looking, great. Like, like if you're feeling sentimental, like... if you're feeling sentimental, or if you got like a potential girl that you're like, you know, thinking of, I, I don't, you don't even need like a special someone to like enjoy this. No, because everyone, because like everybody everyone's... has, everybody has a past. Trying not to, everyone's trying not to feel lonely. Everyone's trying to like have somebody to 
to yeah. be with. So makes you think about um, potential opportunities, fumbled bags, great times. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. What's next for you? Are you are you closing in on the end here? Uh, no, Ty. I guess you didn't watch as many movies as me, bro. No, I got like five more. I got All five right. more. I'm rolling. Uh, this one was another foreign movie. I'll go quick through this one. Uh, Harakiri. It's a Japanese film. Harakari. Yeah, yeah. Harakari. Harakari. There's a there's a Harakiri, I think. Right. Um, this one, that the word means uh, the Japanese suicide where they throw it in the uh, the old stomach and give it a nice little pull across the body. The samurais. The samurais. The samurais. It's yeah. It's the way they. But they did that in World War Two too. So, but like this one is about samurais. Um, this one, so like I guess, I mean, there's so many levels to Japanese culture and like understanding it all. But I'm just like, this guy came to a dojo to sacrifice himself because he felt like he, like, didn't have a place in this world anymore. So like, uh, that's what he's doing. That's what the premise is about. This guy's on his knees in front of the whole dojo, giving him a nice respect. But um, but he does have something up his sleeve, and uh, there is more to the story. Uh, but that suicide ritual is hanging over the story the entire time. So that's the that's the use of tension in this movie. Um, so when would so, they do that? Like when they lose in battle, or this guy didn't have. Do- so this guy's house that he like served got dethroned or whatever and so like he didn't have a master anymore to serve um and instead of i I guess he can't enlist in a new one so like that was like the honorable thing to do so oh wow i don't understand different world that's what i said that's why i prefaced that i was like i don't know the japanese culture i don't know why this works but it's a great movie for what it is um i i like i thought i would hate it um but like it, it really like kept my attention because uh, the the constant tension that uh, shit was going go down. That's on my list to watch. I'm excited to see that one. Uh, I just want to thank. Yeah. I want to thank the four viewers who are currently in here. Thank you all so much for being here. We really I'm one of them, you. bro. Let's oh. go. Hell yeah. Let's go, Jake. Thank you, Jake. Got you, dude. All right. Next. Y'all are awesome. All right. Um, Jake, that's a cool one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to check that one out. Uh, next one, I got the worst movie on my list. Uh, Beekeeper. Um, it's one of those action movies. Uh, I'd compare it to almost exactly John Wick, but not. It didn't. I know some people like this one. Like, I I'm not expecting a lot from this movie. Similar to Argyle, uh, when I was going into it, and uh, yeah, the Beekeeper just didn't accomplish its goal for me, in my opinion. And it, it's a 1.5 out of five. Jason Statham. I mean, he's in, like, The Meg. He's in, like, Hobbs and Shaw. He's got a cool accent. Uh, he kills some people. Uh, if you want to see that, go watch that one. But uh wasn't my cup of tea. And, uh, yeah, I think Argyle is better. If you're going to choose between two of those action movies, I'd go to Argyle over that. That's all I'm going to say about that. Pretty, pretty quickly, pretty easily right there. I like that out of you. Okay, cool. All right, I'm going into my next one. Watch another TV show. This one is just a one season. Take it or leave it. It's called Over the Garden Wall. I thought I was getting into something special, 
but then I saw it was by, made by Cartoon Network, so I was like, okay, well, uh, they're twenty minute episodes, so I'll just bang it out. Um, it was it was cool animation. Uh, this story is about like two guys that get lost in the woods, and it's like a fantasy land. So like they basically pull up on other people, um, just kind of similar to what did I compare it to? It was like it's basically like Adventure Time. But, like, with different characters. And, um, like, one of them's, like, super unsure of himself. And then one of them's, like, blissfully ignorant. And uh, it was kind of lame. Uh, mm. But I just got through it. Just one of those. Um, we probably just move on to the next. Yeah. So we're going to get to the next one. Don't don't waste your time with that one. I had to buy that one. Uh, next. All right. All right. I watched this one, Jake. Uh, you're going to be proud of me. It's probably going to come to a shock to some of you guys, uh, all three of you guys that uh, I haven't seen this. I watched The Departed for the first time all the way through. Um, I've started it before, but this is my first time all the way through. What the hell? I'm going to say uh, Scorsese made this one, correct? Oh, yeah. Um, it it wasn't as good as Goodfellas, in my opinion. I'm just going to say it off the bat. Um, I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Um, I loved the ending sequence. Uh, obviously, you got Leonardo DiCaprio, you got Matt Damon, you got Jack Nicholas, Jack Nicholson, Nicholson, oh, oh yeah. the son, Jack yeah, Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He's so good in that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they. It's kind of like a reverse cop gangster movie, like. And it's the pres the premise is like genius. Um I I enjoyed it. I just uh it didn't do enough for me to be a five out of five. I'm just gonna say that. That's so sad. No, it I mean, but like it's still you still ranked it pretty high. But like Yeah. Yeah, the premise is about a guy that comes from a bad family that's trying to be a good guy. And a guy that comes from a good family trying to be a bad guy. And then Jack Nicholas is the one between them. And, and they're uh, trying to figure out who's who. Who's the rat in both sides. I guess. I, just, like I one's like undercover that one a lot, in man. one side, one's undercover in the other. Like, it's like, that's the genius. Yeah, but like... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. The guy that's that's bad, but he's acting like he's good, is like yeah, super yeah. respected in his job. And the guy that is good, but they treat him like... He's like he's not uh, worthy of like any praise because his family has been like I don't, through it. So like I I loved it, I loved it, man. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So I mean, good. I said four point five out of five. You didn't think like, you didn't think it did enough for you to get like you just didn't think the story was. There? I just think I like I loved all the actors. It might have been just like too many. <laughs> I don't even know if this makes sense. It's just like too many great actors. I don't know if that makes sense. That doesn't it make sense. It was just like... Do you think they underutilize certain actors? I don't know. I, w- I wish Shout Jack Nicholson did a little bit more. I thought he was going to like get kind of active. I mean, he he did have that one point where he was wiping his hands off. I, I agree. I mean, but like he does such a good job in the short time that he's on the screen that makes you want him to like, have him more yeah. involved. Like, Yeah, I think he did a great job of that. But yeah, he's yeah. not the main character. 
So I, I just said I don't think it's as good. I think Scorsese's. I'm not going to try to convince you. I, I like I yeah. like that. I like your opinion. Okay. Um, All right. Next. I watched Isle of Dogs and um, by Wes Anderson. <laughs> I've seen that. This was the point where I was like, bro, I've watched way too many movies where I had to read subtitles. Please. <laughs> but like Wes did it in a cool way. Isn't so the I appreciate only him. one of the you have to read subtitles for is the kid. Yeah, so like the dogs, the dogs speak in English. The humans yeah. speak in a different language. Um, this one has like an uncanny valley that I can't, I couldn't get past. And I thought the story was like decent enough, but like it, it didn't like hook me like other stories. Like Fantastic Mr. Fox is by far better in the, in my opinion. But um, I love dogs, man. It was uh, it's about some dogs going on a little journey with a little guy. And um well the the story is like Japan uh kicked out dogs cuz like I don't know what was going on like there's some kind of like they got banished to an island they, like, they, they got they forced, yeah. yeah they forced them all but um there's a conspiracy that they potentially faked or somebody just like uh covid fuck it said they banished them but like they're actually eating them or something no they somebody just had a hatred for dogs and was like we gotta send them off and give them a reason why and then they find out that the reason why it wasn't actually valid huh does that happen in the movie i'm telling you what happened i'm telling you what happened in the movie oh i thought there's conspiracy no there's conspiracy in the movie that the government sent the dogs off because okay they just don't like dogs it's been a while since i saw it so it i didn't like it that much but I thought it was like some of it was vibey. Like the the one scene when they were cooking up some sushi for like two and a half minutes, I was vibing with it. But like everything yeah, else, cool. I was like, all right, that's a good scene. That's yeah, that's a good scene. Best scene from that. All right, you got all next right. one. Uh, next, I saw uh, Deadpool, the original Deadpool. Uh, I rewatched that one just because um, Deadpool three comes out this year. Obviously, uh, if you've seen my most anticipated movies video. Uh, you would have saw. I'm pretty excited about the new one coming out with Wolverine. And uh, watching this one back, that opening sequence in slow motion, uh, it's like, I don't know how they shot that with the CGI where the camera is kind of in like, creative mode. Yeah, that was a crazy And it just one. like goes through the whole like car. And uh, dude, there is some references to like uh, Hugh Jackman in it, which is like kind of funny. Because uh, I know they have like, a good relationship in real life. Like they're actually like best friends. And then like when they wrapped up shooting for uh, Deadpool three, they like all put out these like sentimental tweets, like talking about how they got to like work with their best friends, like the director and Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds are like all best buds. And like, they were just talking about how rare it was to like, just love working in an environment like that. It's kind of funny. Like an actor, like you never like, I mean, sometimes you do, but you never really get to, like, work with the same people every time. Like, like some people just get a job, and they, they work for the same company forever. Like, an actor, it's just kind of, like, all up to, like, kind of fate, like, where they end up. And, uh... Sure. But, yeah. I, this is one of those uh, moments where, like, best friends get to work together. So I'm super excited for the new one, but the first one's great. Uh, it was fun to look back on. 
And uh, I might have to watch the second one before the third one comes out, just so I'm like all cut up to speed. But love the soundtrack and uh, the witty humor. And uh, I didn't even know they had it on Disney Plus, so I signed in the Jake's account and uh, got it on there because, like, for some reason, mine's uh, parentally dis- restricted. So that's hell fun. yeah. I'm sure you can go in settings and figure that out. But um, I I tried. I tried. Yeah, Deadpool's awesome. Uh, I might have to do that as well. What month is that yeah. coming out? April or something? Uh, March. March. Think oh, baby. Up. It's even closer. March or, or the summer. Or the summer. Can't okay. remember. I'm looking forward to that one. It's going to be great. Um, so witty. So epic. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is, is Ryan Reynolds in it. And that's that's all you needed to see. Yeah. I mean, it was so great when it first came out. I think that was like one of our first rated R movies in the theater, I think. If I'm not mistaken. Because it came I out in like 2017. That, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It was so cool. That that one, yeah, that one like constantly made me laugh. I was like, this one's so sweet. Um, all right. Yeah. This is my last movie. I mean, I have other ones, but this is the last one I want to talk really? about here. All right. I have one. I have one more after this too. Perfect. All right. Backstretch. Um, here we go. Yeah. You guys have been awesome. Thanks for sticking around. <laughs> All right. Uh, Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, that's what I watched to end this month. Uh, it was part of a Best Picture nominations for the Oscars uh, last year, so had to fit it in. Um, well, found out that it was made English-French. You know, I, I said it last movie, I'm struggling with subtitle movies, and um, I thought this one this one started out with plenty of English, and I was like, okay, this is an English movie. It's got a little French because the kid speaks French. Cool. Um, yeah, should have turned the subtitles on sooner. I missed a lot of plot points. Uh, this one is like an in-courtroom uh, drama, but um, yeah, the, the point of it is not about the facts. It's about, um, I guess, how things come to light during a trial. Um regardless of a person's guilty or not the uh, the mom so there's a mom a a, yeah there's a mom a dad and a son the dad dies he falls off the roof or he's pushed off the roof that's what we're trying to figure out in this and the dad the mom is the main culprit uh that it could pen- potentially be um but a lot of things come to light in their relationship through the trial um that i mean and it's super public like the, like for some reason the paparazzi's going crazy like they they want to know what the hell's going on with the story and uh so based on a true story at all probably not just... but it's probably based in some truth that like somebody's been screwed over um by by the okay. courts like in terms of their personal life so yeah, i thought I mean, it was an interesting take i didn't really think it was like anything awesome like i i wasn't like this is epic so like uh <laughs> Do you want to do yours and then we maybe pick our favorite movie from the month or something like that? Yeah, and then maybe we ask some, uh, some viewers for some questions as well. If you guys got any questions, fire them away. All right, uh, all right. my last one, last one on the list here. Uh, I, get, I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to cap it off. Um, I love this movie. Uh, it's Tarantino's latest one. Um, it was a fun rewatch. Uh, Brad Pitt is probably my favorite in the whole movie, and uh, DiCaprio is like it's funny seeing him play like a uh, 
actor who's like uh, out of his prime, like trying to make it back into it because um, he is such a great actor. And he's so great at acting like like this uh, actor who's not great. But um, yeah, he goes to Italy and all that. But yeah, Cliff Booth, I mean, that's why you watch the movie, in my opinion, uh, or rewatch it. He's just such a badass dude, and he doesn't give, he doesn't care. He drives him everywhere and does some stunts. Dude totally killed his wife, by the way, like 100%. Like, they, they cut to that scene. I forgot they did that. And it's uh, him, like, arguing with his wife on the boat, and he's just, like, looking at her, like. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I thought that was funny. It's a lot funnier than I remember. Um, it's almost more of a comedy than like a classic Tarantino like action movie. Yeah. Um, and so, I think it's number nine in his filmography, and he has one more planned. So, whenever Tarantino says he's gonna make his next one, uh, we'll definitely be in the theaters. Um, but this is this is probably like, I wouldn't say it's my favorite Tarantino, but it's probably in the top four. Yeah, this one's sweet. These characters, like I feel like they could have their own TV spinoff. Like, if they had, like, a, a True Detective one season, uh, let these characters cook. Like, these guys, uh, like, I wanted to see more of Leonardo DiCaprio just in, like, the real world, just interacting with people. There's a lot of yeah. his, like, acting, um, which is obviously the it's point of the... It's mostly his acting. Uh, yeah. It's like... Yeah, that's the point of the movie. But, like, I like I like this Cliff Booth character. Like, I wish I could see more of him. Even though it's a super long movie. Um, you still feel like you didn't see like all that you wanted to with these characters, but that just means they did a good job writing it. Yeah, it dude, was, uh, it was like awesome. a little, like a Cliff Booth, like spinoff, like Better Call Saul, but it's Cliff Booth, like sign me up. Yeah, dude. Well, they already do that in the movie. Like, I love the fact that they follow yeah, this guy that's not quests. important. Yeah, he does a side quest. Yeah. He does a bunch of side quests. It's epic. That yeah, part of it's sweet. awesome. Yeah. And Tarantino's really showing off like his film knowledge in that one at an all-time high with, like, Bounty Law and, like, all these yeah. references. And I, I love how Tarantino puts, like, I know he's kind of, like, a classic, like, film guy to like for, like, film bros or whatever. But uh, I like how he has movies within his movies, like Inglorious Bastards has a movie theater. And in this one, Sharon Tate, Sharon Tate goes to, like, watch her movie, like, in the theater, like, Kind of getting the other people's uh, reaction. To Not it. only that, even like the the little scenes of like, uh, what's his name being another like a World War Two pilot yeah. or like a yeah stuff like that. Yeah, like with the with the flamethrower. Yeah, like that shit's awesome too. We like cut. Yeah, like dude, the budget must have been nuts because like there's so many like just like ten second scenes that like probably had so much setup to them. But like you just gotta no appreciate doubt. like the scale of this movie and I'm like looking. They're driving on the highway and it's like only cars like from that time period, and I'm like, this is there's a lot of work behind this to like make this look the way it does, and uh, it was great to see, and yeah. uh, I love I love how he flips history like, you gotta love like Inglorious Bastards he did it that's probably my favorite Tarantino movie, but he uh, just completely flips the script on this one like because in real life Sharon Tate dies, and then this one. Uh, I won't spoil it, but something else goes down. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to be that kind of stuff. I love history. I love I love people's takes on what could happen. 
stuff like that. It's awesome. Yeah. Tarantino's the king of that stuff. Jake, All it right. looks like we have uh, Eric asked us a question in the chat. What's up, Eric? She, uh, can't remember if you guys have touched on this before, but have you guys watched Killers of the Flower Moon? We did watch Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes, we did. Um, I liked it, but I wish that it focused more on the detective aspect of things as opposed to what it did with, like, um, I don't know. Like, because that's what you're supposed to, like, see when you see a Scorsese movie. You're supposed to go in and, like, like it's about, like, the, I don't know, the, like, catching catching the guys that are doing the bad stuff. Um, yeah. That part I felt like was lacking. Um, but I think it was purposeful from what I've, like, done research on. Like, Scorsese wanted to be from the Indian perspective. Um, they did... They did but a lot of that. But it was more from DiCaprio's perspective. Like I think that it should too. have been more, more. No, perspective. well, no, no. I think that I think what they did. The Native is, American. We can't say. Probably can't say Indian. Yeah, Native, Native American. American. Yeah, I. I mean, I think. I think what they did with Leo and like having, um, or like, but also the the community, like slow. You slowly start to understand the evil that's uh, like around and like that these people are like blatantly doing it right behind their backs like the doctors i remember yeah. are, are like so yeah. crazy in that one and they, like they didn't hide it at all yeah like i just liked just like, i liked the like slow escalation of like of like evil throughout the, the movie like you're trying like, to pick wait. up on what the hell's going on uh yeah. but like when you find out like he's marrying that wife so he can steal or i don't know marry the to wife so money, he can take the money basically. but then like also like you didn't expect him to be a bad guy either, and then there's just one random scene where it cuts to him like robbing some place and like has something on his head, and you're like, oh my god, this isn't the guy that I thought he was. And De Niro is that also cool. a really great bad guy in this. I think he escalates the movie to another level, in my opinion, and he's just like so good at being that like guy you don't want to mess with. Like DiCaprio is so scared of this dude. Um, and it, that was that was fun to see that the the DiCaprio uh uh his interactions with him like their dynamic is so great so that's what we have to say about that one um the uh the actress that played the main Osage lady yeah. she kicked ass she was great in that role um i i felt like it was real when i was watching her like it felt like i was watching a real yeah, story cuz leo she can win. Leo can take you out of like Leo can take you out of the story. I feel like because his face is so recognizable, but like that girl like really grounded it for me. So like I like that. Yeah, that and I I've mentioned this before. We actually reviewed it on uh, one of our old episodes, but his country accent doesn't do it for me. And like I just uh, I can't believe it as much as I believe like his New Yorker accent. Like he's such a like witty guy and when he kind of plays this like not as smart country guy uh it's just like not his how you i don't know visualize him yeah yeah like Uh, i think he's just like a smooth smooth act like guy like he's great as in titanic he's great in wolf of wall street i watched uh i watched a bit of aviator which is a movie that he stars in as well and he has a country accent and like i was having a hard time with that one as well it's hard the country uh, accent. I, I that one's a super long one, so like I I got I had to sit down at another time to maybe put that one on, but 
like from the first bit that I saw, he was rocking that country accent because he was a guy from Texas talking like yeah, this. I like, and I was like, bro. I feel like he right. even had that country accent. In like, like he was younger the, too. So like I, I didn't know. Don't look up. Remember Don't Look Up, Jake? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, uh, that one was a Netflix Don't one. Don't Look Up on Netflix. He, he had, like, a country accent in that one, too. And that's when I, like, first realized, I was like, this is not his style. He was hiding behind the glasses, though. It, I know he's done fine. a lot of different portrayals. Like, he's he's a great actor. It's just, uh, it doesn't work for me. But I can't judge yeah. him. He's so great. Like, I love him. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Killers right, of Flower News, awesome, bro. Just, uh, just is there any more questions? Like you guys, you guys doing good? Thank you guys for still being here. Uh, appreciate y'all for hanging out with us while we talk about some movies we saw. Yeah, um, feel feel to jump fun. back. Um, maybe we'll add some like, you know, sections to this so you can see what the hell we're talking about. What point? But uh, I don't know if we yeah. can do that. No promises. Yeah, um, I think we might be able to like pull some images up so you guys can like kind of see what we're talking about we'll prepare more for it this is kind of just like spare the moment like should we live stream for the first time try this out yeah i think it was pretty smooth and like like i can even pull like transitions in here and we could like film like one of the shows like we used to i don't know whatever we want to talk about all right y'all let us know y'all why not like the video if not uh be pretty nice. Shout out, Eric. Uh, Thanks for sticking to the end, bro. I don't know how you did yeah, it, to Eric, be honest. Eric got modded for interacting in chat and just having a good time. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> Aaron got her popcorn going. All right. Awesome. Let's go. Hopefully, you Alrighty. guys watch some good movies. Let us know what we should watch next month if you, uh, you yeah, want to comment that. Any, uh, yeah. All right. Thank you all so much. Uh Dude, should I get the action again. music going? I got it on here, dude. Nope. We're good. We'll just hard <laughs> hard close it. Hard Guys, close let me show you. I have, I have access to this. Nope. Oh, baby. Should maybe figure out how to put something cool around our, our heads before we put the music in. <laughs> God, Ty, it's so loud. The bass is insane. Sorry, Stop. Sorry for the ears. Stop. <laughs> All right, we're still trying to figure it out. We're not tech geniuses over here. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. Appreciate y'all. Are we still on? No, we're it's stopping. We're still recording. <laughs>